This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Saria Sicosio. Dr. Sicosio is the Ambulatory Chief Medical Officer for the Prisma Health System. The Prisma Health System is the largest health system in South Carolina. And it's really good just to visit with her about her career, about her role, about advice for other leaders and more. Dr. Sicosio, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, and it's a pleasure being with you today. My name is Saria Sikosi. I'm the Ambulatory Chief Medical Officer at Prisma Health, and I am just excited to talk with you today, Scott. Dr. Sikosio, thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about your career. Have you been in Greenville for a long time? You've been with Prisma for a long time. That evolution of your career, a few pivotal moments in it. Just give us a little background on you. Uh, yeah, so I have been up and down the southeastern coast and have had several moments in my career, as I'm sure other people have, where we stopped, we paused and said, something's changing. And I will say that first moment in my career was when I was in solo practice and I had my first child. And the whole world changes for many of us who've had children and you just see life a little differently. And what was critical to me is that we created a better world and a better community for my children and for others who are growing up in future generations. So it was at that point that I realized solo practice was fantastic and a privilege to take care of those patients, but I was very much interested in participating in a broader sense in our community. And so I went into teaching. And from teaching, I realized there's so much more to learn in a master's in healthcare of administration um, with the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill was an incredible experience for me. And another one of those opportunities where my eyes were opened to just how well we work together, or frankly, in some cases, don't work as well as we should together across health systems and across the healthcare industry. And after cutting my teeth on my first physician executive role as a chief medical officer at Danville Regional Medical Center in Virginia, wow. What I learned as a physician is that the world is so much bigger and that by partnering together through a team of teams, that is what makes the difference in our world. That's what truly creates a healthier community. And myself and my experience, much like others, COVID did the same thing. It was another pivot point, I think personally in our lives, but also professionally. And now more than ever, to accelerate at the speed and respond to the environment that demands it, it takes us all working together and thinking outside the boxes that we normally live in to create a healthier community, a safer community for all. And when you think, Dr. Sicosio, about your role as the ambulatory chief medical officer, and it's amazing the evolution of some of these roles, and there's so many great newer roles that have been developed in healthcare. I think of trans chief transformation officer, chief experience officer, Chief Medical Officer, but of the ambulatory care effort. How do you look at your top priorities in that role? What are the top three priorities or so of an ambulatory Chief Medical Officer? Well, Scott, being the first ambulatory Chief Medical Officer for our health system, it was a new world for all of us. And what we recognized was missing is just as much focus and intensity on the ambulatory or outpatient spaces as we oftentimes see in our acute care world. And I'll use example, as I'll use an example of quality as the first. 
So we believe in leading with quality. I'm sure that's not much different than most health systems across the country. But in order to do that, like we've done in acute care spaces in a post-acute, it takes focus on the metrics. It takes focus to our performance and how do we measure what quality looks like in the ambulatory spaces. And our value-based contracts have created that image for us. That landscape has, landscape has clearly been laid out for us to identify where is the cost of care going? Can we reduce hospital admissions and unnecessary visits to the emergency department? Are we catching cancer early by screening mechanisms that we know are work, that work and reduce mortality and morbidity? And are we managing chronic disease the way we should? How do we focus on the whole person, reducing blood pressure, um, managing diabetes to protect against retinopathy, nephropathy, or the kidneys and the eyes? And, and this is what makes the difference in the work that we do. And then finally, and, and this, I believe, has become more important and the light has shined on opportunities we have for patient access not through the lens of a hospital, not through the lens of a practice, but through the patient's eyes. How do they view access? What's important to them? The convenience, whether it's through a virtual visit or in-person care, how do we meet patients and their families where they are serving their needs in a different way than we ever have before? It, 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 take a moment on this. You did your graduate degree at UNC Chapel Hill. Where does that put you in your mindset in terms of Duke University? Does that make you a hater or a lover of Duke, or can you or are you indifferent as to Duke? Uh, yeah, I have a touring love between the two. In fact, in my experience as the chief medical officer in Virginia, we had a partnership with Duke, and I have been baptized, if you will, in the patient safety model that Duke helped create. And being an alumni of University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, both in the same town, providing exceptional care has made a tremendous difference and experience in my life and how I see professionally my responsibility as a chief medical officer. So I've taken the best from both of those worlds and I've found partners across the multidisciplinary picture of healthcare. And I'm so grateful to have had that experience. What a magnificent answer and remarkably balanced answer. We appreciate that. Talk about you're having a great leadership career, Dr. Satosio. What advice do you give to other leaders? When you, when you talk to other leaders, what do you tell them? What, would you, what advice would you give them? So the first advice I would give them, Scott, is always learn. Keep learning and learning from others. So what that requires is that we surround ourselves with geniuses. If you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. And so I believe by having a team of teams, people together who are experts in their space, in their zones of genius, lean on them, listen to them, because they will share with you and help create a vision for the future that is better than any one individual could come up on their own. And within that team of teams, celebrate, find the moments of joy that have been created by those who serve on your team and remind them how wonderful and valued they are and the difference that they make in the world of others. We know 
that it's about meaning and meaning in the work that we do. And when we feel that what we do has a purpose and makes a difference, everyone performs at their best. They perform at their best for the needs of the patient. And that is critical. But a vision without a plan is a dream. And dreams don't come true unless we have a team in healthcare that develops a plan and executes on the plan. So keep dreaming to keep your feet on the ground and rooted in the next step. You can't solve everything in one day. And what COVID has taught us is we can move a whole lot faster, but without a plan in place and the right people on the team, you won't be as successful. So really develop great teams, celebrate victories, you have a plan, and it sounds like a lot of enthusiasm with all of those things as well. I mean, it, it, it seems like a, a real positive attitude is critical, too. Absolutely. It, it's about the passion and, and the work that we do every day. And if you don't have it, go find it. And if you can't find it, you might be in the wrong role and raise people up. We work with so many phenomenal individuals. Take the opportunity to recognize their potential because we're in this together and we'll be most successful together. Fantastic. Dr. Sicosio, I want to thank you for joining us today. Prisma House, a remarkable system, fascinated by your role and great thoughts on leadership. Thank you so much for joining the Becker's Healthcare Podcast today. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate your team and thank you for reaching out.